This is the Holiday 8th Ward Living Histories Podcast, where we record remarkable stories, life events, testimonies, and jokes from the lives of members of the Holiday 8th Ward in Holiday, Utah. As members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we hope these life experiences will unify our ward and encourage everyone listening to let Jesus Christ in your life. All right, today I'm in uh, at the kitchen table with Lois Haroldson. How are you, Lois? I'm very well, thanks. Good. Now, here we are doing your life history. I'm excited. And you actually... Well, I sort of think I'm excited. Right. And we're not going to cover it all in just this simple recording. No, but, uh... I'm too old <laughs> for that. So, um, you you approached me, I think it was last Sunday, and said, hey, we should record my life history. And I did. here we are. It's happening. I know. So, where's the best place to start? You were You were born somewhere. I was born in Twin Falls, Idaho. Nice. And uh, in July sixth, nineteen forty six. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And uh, there, you were born and raised. Yeah, yeah. We moved. My dad was, worked for the telephone company, hmm. and he was transferred from Twin Falls to Malad, Idaho, where Idaho begins. Right. I know. <laughs> and and he was the new telephone man forever. <laughs> as really? long as he lived there. So you do but, service calls and things like that? or He was, he. you won't believe this, but it was changing from, hello, this is the operator, to dial. Oh, so yeah? So he transferred from the operator to dial phone. Wow. And uh, uh, were party lines still a thing then? They were then. Yeah? Uh-huh. Wow. And so that moved your family around a little bit? Well, just from Twin Falls to Idaho, to, okay. to, to, to Malad, yeah. and then they moved to Weezer after. But this was after I graduated from high school, uh-huh. oh, so okay. I didn't really live there very long. So how would you describe your childhood in general? I would say it was a pretty happy childhood. We lived on a kind of a few acres, and had we always had a chickens or cows or... <laughs> something yeah. like that, some kind of animals. Yeah. Not that you were you weren't farmers, but you no you were, no no had some land to had a little to put some yeah animals on. yeah yeah. And Dad was loved a garden, uh-huh. so he always produced a garden. Yeah. And and what did your mom do? Mom was a homemaker. Yeah. She baked. She baked. <laughs> she baked <laughs> and cleaned. <laughs> I bet it tasted good. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Came, came home from school to chocolate chip cookies. Oh man. And just the filled house, the house. The house of always smell. smelled good. Yeah, good. And mom and dad were really good parents. Mm-hmm. And pretty traditional Latter Day Saint family. Yes, my dad was a convert. Hmm. Mother married him when he was sort of a renegade. Really. And mother and my grandparents didn't think this. They were nervous would last. about that. <laughs> and it lasted. And it did. It did. And then he joined the church when after about ten years. Hmm. So I remember. Um, being sealed to them in the Idaho Falls Temple. Oh wow! When I was about two anything and a half. particular stand out about that day? Like what? What memory? What snapshot? Comes well, to mind? you're you because I'm shallow. <laughs> I remember the little dress they dressed me <laughs> oh, in. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how old were you? Uh, not quite three. Oh well, this is that makes complete sense. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, I got to wear a cute dress. Nice. And then my little sister was a baby, mm-hmm. and my older sister, and I, we had a child. Mom and Dad had a child who died between my older sister and me, mm. so he was then sealed. Oh, wow. Somebody stood in as proxy, I assume. Well, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. but <laughs> You're yeah. three, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, that, that's a special moment. That uh, yeah, yeah. So that's my memory. first memory. 
interesting. What a great memory. It is. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> and um, so uh, you, how many kids were in your family? Um, there were four of us, plus the baby who, who passed. Oh, okay. So I had an older sister and a younger sister and a younger brother. Nice. And it was, so you were sort of a middle child? Did it feel like a middle child? I felt like a middle child. Yeah. In what way? <laughs> Whatever that means. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what way. Yeah. You know, I just was... I always thought I was my dad's favorite. Yeah? And I don't know if I was, but as long as Maybe you everybody think else you, felt that way, right? I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> and why was that? Was it certain, just the special um, moments? I think it was largely because when my younger sister was born... So I was just two, and Mom said, here, she's yours. Mm -hmm. I think she kind of passed me off to my dad <laughs> so that she could take care of the new baby. Gotcha. And, and so there's some special so just, connection there. I just really grew up sort of extra close to my father. Interesting. And that would you say that was the case throughout your life, even as an adult? Yeah, even yeah. as an adult. I felt closer to my dad than my mom. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so growing up, a uh, pretty traditional Latter-day family, how would you describe the, your, the development of your own personal testimony? Did it come at a young age? Not really. I, th I just, you know, I always went to primary and I always went to young women's, but I don't, I didn't really read the scriptures or we didn't, we didn't do that kind of thing. Our family, our family nights is what we called it back then. Mm -hmm. And they were mostly just... Eating popcorn. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think some others could relate to that. Oh, maybe. I know. <laughs> that, you know, we 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 uh, fantasize about having this deeply spiritual lesson where the kids are excited about the spirit, and but oftentimes you're just eating popcorn. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and mom was cooking. Yeah. So, but but my testimony has grown little by little by little by little. Yeah. Line upon line? Line upon line. <laughs> no, the fantastic experience where that angel appeared to you and, and bestowed that testimony? No, and I remember reading the Book of Mormon and really praying for that kind of lightning bolt moment. Mm. And instead, I got, you don't need that. You already know it's true. Yeah. I think a lot can relate with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I and and then... I feel like in some ways in the last four or five months since we've been doing the Come Follow Me program mm -hmm. that I've learned as much as I have in the previous 40 years. Really? Wow. Oh, it's just been like, really, um, I think it's just been one of the greatest things the church has ever done. Yeah. Well, it is for me. Uh, sure. I mean, for me. From your personal perspective. Mm -hmm. And is it in just the day, is it a daily habit for you or why Why would well, been I've so been I've been reading my the Book of Mormon every day for forty years. Yeah. It, so this is just more, more of the same, only more intense and yeah. more, and getting into the the New Testament better. Yeah. So would you say? I mean, that those habits of you know reading your scriptures and 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 making the gospel a, a consistent part of your life. Um, did that start at a certain age? I mean, was there a moment where you thought, I'm all in here and I'm, I'm going to engage with the scriptures? Well, yeah. So my marriage was falling apart, mm. and I thought, I need to know what I think I know. And I was talking to my stake president, who was Harold Brown. Do you have any idea who Harold Brown is? Just a 
an amazing man. I, I, so anyway, did he go on to become famous? Or? Well, I think so. <laughs> okay, in your life, he was <laughs> yeah. famous. Yeah. Um, anyway, he just said, "Are you reading your scriptures every day?" Hmm. I think I must have looked at him like he had two heads. I said, "Are you kidding me? My life's in the toilet, and I have five little kids." No. Uh-huh. He said, if you will just commit to reading one scripture a day, no matter what time it is. And so I promised him at that point. And sometimes at that time, it was a scripture a day. Yeah. Because it was two o'clock in the morning and I could open my book and read a scripture and go to sleep. Yeah. But from that, now I, I have a hard time stopping after an hour. Mm-hmm. And I do it first thing in the morning before I do anything else, so I get it done. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a, I mean, that was a promise or or a suggestion. Yeah, yeah. It was doable, right? It it was really doable. If he said you have to read for 20 minutes or 15 (laughs) minutes or 10 minutes. It wouldn't have happened. Or a chapter, it wouldn't have happened. But he said if you'll read one scripture a day, it'll change your life. Well, I definitely want to come back to that that part of okay. your life. Anything in your um, in those developmental years that we haven't mentioned that that would be worth uh, exploring? Mm, you know, I I think traveling from I t- told you I had grandparents who lived in Idaho Falls, hmm. so we'd go through Blackfoot, we'd yeah. go through all those little yep. all those little towns, and just every summer get together with all the cousins yeah. on the farm. And it was just really a fun. It was a, a, a fun thing. A happy part of your life. Those Very early much years. so. Uh huh. Uh huh. So uh, go ahead. I, don't wanna... I was just going to say, and they're Brightons, hmm. and the Brightons came were handcart pioneers. Hmm. So my grandfather's great grandfather was a handcart pioneer, oh, and wow. they started the Brighton Resort. Canyon, up Big Cottonwood yeah. Canyon. Oh, wow. And that name is all over the valley. I mean, Brighton it's High. It's all and, over yeah. the valley. Yeah, yeah. And people think that it was because of Brighton, uh, England. Oh, really? And it's not. <laughs> it's your family, <laughs> right? And when, and when Grandpa got here, they said that somebody said, he, he said his name was, he pronounced it Brigton. Hmm. And he said... It's not Brigton, you darn fool, it's Brighton. He says, oh my gosh, all these years I thought it was Brigton. (laughs) (laughs) That's nice. Yeah. So uh, So, moving on, uh, did you, uh, when did you finally leave home? Was it for schooling? Yeah, yeah. When I graduated from high school, then I went to what is now BYU-Idaho. Rick's Rick's College. Sure. It's not too long ago. (laughs) I was long ago. (laughs) And that's where that's, and then I never lived at home again, except for you know summers and stuff. Yeah, and you mentioned to me before we recorded that you're you're a therapist. So is that when that training started? No. So what was the intent of going to Rick's at that time? Just to. That was the next step in life. That was the next. You graduate from (laughs) high school. You don't know what else you're going to do, so you go to college. And so no, I was sort of thinking elementary education because everybody did that. (laughs) But what got me to want to, uh, you know, for my profession was after all my kids were, my youngest was in high school, I said, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Uh And so I will go back to school. And um, I have a mentor named Terry Warner, who's just an unbelievable person. Hmm. And he was, have you ever heard of the Arbinger Institute? Oh, absolutely, yeah. 
Okay, Tara is the guy behind that. Oh, great. Wow. And really so I, he, I became a groupie. I, I went to everything that he ever presented. And he started a company, and I thought, well, I would like to work for Terry. But I needed, you know, credibility of a degree. Uh-huh. And this was at the time when your kids were moving out? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. were graduating. I graduated from, with my bachelor's degree the same year that my daughter graduated from high school. Oh, cool. That's great. And then I, then that never panned out. And what was that? Was that elementary ed or? No, that was, that was psychology. Oh, okay. Psychology. And then I went to get my graduate degree in social work from the University of Utah. Mm -hmm. And then I could tell I wasn't ever really going to work for Terry's company. So then I just went into private practice. Oh, interesting. Because you had that. But I also worked at, um, for the DA's office and the Special Victims Unit. Really? Yeah, yeah. That was fascinating, and I did that for a year. And then, we might want to cut this out, but I okay. couldn't stay awake in court, so I had to quit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's, it's some long trials. It's deadly dull. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot, a lot of attorneys in the ward that would uh, maybe either uh, relate to that or... I can't understand why you can't. <laughs> why, it's why, just... it's, why it's, ah. Oh. <laughs> there was even a judge, and I don't remember his name, but he would fall asleep yeah. on the bench. Yeah. So uh, you, it wasn't panning out with Terry to, to go into that field? Uh, no, no. It, so therapy it, it, seemed like the Yeah. Terry the is a great teacher and a, an amazing brain. Mm-hmm. Just, but he's not a good businessman. <laughs> He had to, to sort of send that to somebody else uh-huh, in sure. order for it to turn into a business. Yeah. In fact, I think his youngest son now is kind of running it, and hmm. he's quite a little yeah, genius. Yeah, they're, they're successful. So. They're very successful. Yeah, yeah that's great. <laughs> and, and so how would you describe, I mean, what, what have you enjoyed the, the profession of therapy and being a therapist? Yeah, I really have, yeah. because it, you know, it fills my need to pay my bills and help people. Yeah. You get to do both at the same time, which is exactly. beautiful. Yeah. yeah, and it's not a full-time job, it, right? Which you, I don't want to work yeah. all day, every day. <laughs> you don't want to sit at a desk for nine hours a day? or No. Yeah. Huh. And is there um, a part of, like, a specialty that you focus on with therapy, or is there a certain type of client that, that comes to you and, and finds success? Well, there's a lot of people whose marriages are falling apart. Yeah. And that's what it is. So you do a lot of couples therapy? Not so much couples as just... I I mostly see women. Mm -hmm. And I like to see Latter-day Saint women. Yeah. Because we have so much in common. Yeah. And I think somebody who's not isn't going to like me. (laughs) They're just not. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure you run into that. I know some people just, they don't jive with their therapist, right? Well, yeah. And it's not worth forcing it. There's lots no, of therapists. No, there's not, there's not, a, not a point. Yeah. But uh, I do want to get to one of the highlights of my life, which is leaving the country and going on a mission. Yeah. When did that happen? I left in 2005. Nice. And came back in 2007. So uh, was that was it something you had always planned on and, and you were just counting down the years? Or how no, did that unfold? No. I went to a state conference and it was back when President Bourne was the president and they had this whole, um, the whole message was about 
going about going for seniors mostly going on missions. Hmm. Well, anybody going on a mission. Sure. And I just sat there feeling this is something I have to do. This is something I have to do. And <laughs> Richard Hanks was the pre- the bishop at that time. Great. And I went into him. I said, I think I want to go on a mission. He said, okay, well, here are all the things you could do. He gave me all of these options about being able to live in your home. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I think I want to leave the country <laughs> and leave my kids and leave my house, and I just want to leave yeah. and go. And he said, I think that's the best. Yeah. Had you done a lot of traveling before this? Were you fascinated with you know, foreign lands? Or? Mm, I've, I've done a fair amount of mm-hmm. traveling and but it was more maybe the around. aspect you just wanted to it check was, out a life for, for it a while. It was <laughs> mostly, I just know what it's like to live at your house and try to go on a mission. Mm. I know other senior couples who do it. Yeah. And the kids are always wanting you to babysit. I mean, you don't get away. Yeah. And yeah. I thought, my life is at a point now that I really need to leave. So you wanted to go out of the country, but that you didn't necessarily. I wanted, but I didn't know really where. Want to learn, yeah, I didn't want to learn language. Oh yeah. <laughs> you <know. laughs> so of did you go to England? You'd have to learn the language. Nice, right? <laughs> you have a head start, hopefully. But uh, yeah. So did that, that that just come as a call, and you read it that you're going to England? Well, so the bishop said, "Where would you like to go?" And I said, "Well, I know a mission president. I didn't know either of these." people very well uh-huh. but i know of the mission president in west virginia and in the england leeds mission hmm. now they're not exactly the same but they're both a foreign mission right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and so i got my call and it was to leeds oh cool and it was an amazing experience i, I loved it where did you have specific responsibilities during that time no. Or what was your role? I was a proselyting missionary. Oh, wow. Nice. So I had young companions and a couple of older companions. And I and sometimes I didn't have a companion. Uh-huh. And so I could just sort of show up with others who needed somebody. Uh-huh. And so it was it was a kind of an ideal thing. I would recommend it to any... I bet, yeah. Any single woman who can pull it off. Yeah. So was it 18 months then? It was 18 months. Nice. And I leased my, rented my house for enough to pay it off. Yeah. I'm, I'm way better with money when I'm not home than spending it. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting. That was a really good thing for me. I should go again. (laughs) Yeah. So was there, I mean, when you think of the, the, uh, a particular instance or story from your mission that really, I mean, was the moment that it made it all worth it or or really changed you personally? Just what comes to mind? It's just the whole experience. Just just being able to bear your testimony every single day of your life mm-hmm. is really cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's not a standout. I had a standout convert, Tom Kenner from Sierra Leone. You only teach people from Africa. Oh really? Oh, I swear. You go to England. <laughs> the English don't want to talk. They don't. They're <laughs> they don't talk to each other. They don't make eye contact. Uh-huh. But boy, the the foreigners, the oh really yeah, latch onto it. Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, uh-huh. interesting. But he was he was amazing. Do you still have contact with him? No, no, not much. But uh, it has a place, special place in your heart. Very yeah. much so. And ha- where did you find him? Well, the 
my companion who I was my first companion had already found him before we and she just knocked on the door hmm. and he let her in and her and her companion and then then we continued teaching and he got baptized and I remember so well being in the gospel essentials class mm-hmm. and talking about the priesthood and and he said do you have to go to school to be to get the priesthood and the elder who was teaching said no i haven't been to school mm-hmm. and here's my line of authority and he showed his father and his grandfather all the way back to christ and then tom said that's right the apostles were fishermen they didn't go to school yeah great point yeah <laughs> <laughs> it all clicked in so that was and and i just had great experiences yeah was it was it uh i mean as a i know my proselyting mission was very tiring and, and i was uh, 19 go? i went to sacramento oh <laughs> Not so much a well, foreign it's hot, place. Though. It's right. <laughs> it's not hot. Anymore. So was it? I mean, was it physically taxing on you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I came home ten years older than I left. <laughs> <laughs> but worth it every every year that you lost. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. That's great. And uh, and so every was every companion you were with a, a younger twenty one year old or no? My first two were young, and then my third companion was. She was kind of insane. <laughs> she was she was about my age and we just didn't click at all. <laughs> Let's be honest, we've all we all had an an insane companion. So. She might have thought she may have thought that about me, but I thought, how can you not like me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but that you just get through it, right? We got through it. Yeah. And, two transfers later. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do anything for two yeah. transfers, right? Nice. That's true. It's true. Uh-huh. And then uh, from there on out, you had uh, a mix of uh, uh, yeah, yeah. ages. And, yeah. Uh-huh. Good. Uh-huh. And that was your mission. That was it. How, so how were you different when you came home? How, did you notice that you approached life differently or, or anything different like that? I don't think I can identify how I was different. Well, that's okay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... I think every once in a while I think, gee, I wish I'd known that when I was on my mission. Because I've learned so much in the 10 years since I got home. Yeah, I bet. So I think, oh, that would have been a really good answer for that question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting how, you know, that's just how we learn, right? Mm -hmm. We give a poor answer then, but now we we know the better answer now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So going back, tell us about being a mom. How many kids do you have and what was that like? Well... Motherhood is the best thing that anybody does. Yeah? It really is. I loved being a mom, and I loved, you know, my kids and the adventure of it. And being a grandma is just uh, so fun. Magnifies that, right? Those oh, feelings, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you see things in your grandchildren that you missed as a mom. Mm-hmm. I bet. And maybe it's the age, or maybe it's just that, You don't have all the responsibility. I don't know. But I love being a mother. And sometimes I feel that I get more credit for for having a profession Hmm. than I ever did for being a mom. Just generally speaking, or what do you mean by that? Generally speaking, people are kind of, oh, that's cool that I have a master's degree. And it is. Uh But it's not as cool as being a mom. Yeah. (laughs) 
having having a master's degree in motherhood, right? Which oh, is being a, PhD, a grandmother. PhD in motherhood. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So how many how many kids do you have? Five. Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, did they did you space them out to pretty evenly, or or did they all come at once, or? Well, they didn't all come at once. <laughs> That's good. You know? <laughs> yeah. Some people have to do that. The quince. <laughs> right. <laughs> but my oldest was only seven when my fifth was born. Oh, really? So that's pretty close. Wow, yeah. And then uh, but one of the questions you asked was, um, I think what was the thing that developed my testimony the most? Yeah, what would you say? Was it during that motherhood time? I would say that it's the hard, hard, hard things. When yeah. my marriage fell apart, mm. and then I have a daughter who who died. Oh. And those two things make make you really look at your life. Hmm. And do you believe what you think you believe? Yeah. And is there... And as I sat on my daughter's bed as she was dying hmm. in, in the hospital, I absolutely knew in that moment, that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead and that he died for us and that he could heal her if it was right. Yeah. And there was, so I had, I, I felt like, like I just, the, the Holy Ghost just took care of me during that period yeah. of time. Sustained you through that? Yeah. Yeah. That and I slept a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. I bet. So did did she get sick then? Was it? She had an eating disorder. Oh. And she took some baking soda one night, and it expanded in her stomach. Hmm. And she was here one day and gone the next. Oh, wow. And it was, then I became the anti-eating disorder person for the for the next three years, I yeah. talked in some place every week. From, but wow. anyway, and so that sort of pushed me into being a therapist too. I thought, yeah. okay, I've got too much life experience to. You got to share it. Do stuff. Yeah, and you probably helped a lot of people that have been in tough situations. I think so. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, no, I have. I know right. I have because they'll yeah. they'll tell me that was really helpful. <laughs> yeah. Wow. wow. But but those are the things that I think are the really defining things in my life. Yeah. And not that I, you know, want to pry at this by any means, but anything as far as going through a divorce that stands out that really made it a a sanctifying process for you? Well, first of all, I was only 32. Oh, wow. And so I have five little kids. We didn't get divorced till I was 36, so we had four years of really hard stuff. Hmm. And, you know, there was just... But that's when I thought, okay... I can either stay married and leave the church, hmm. or I can stay in the church and be single. Mm-hmm. And what am I going to do? And is being is the church worth it to me? Yeah. And so then, and that's I, the direction you went. Oh yeah, because yeah. if you don't have if you don't have Christ, what do you have? Mm-hmm. And that's where that comes that experience with the stake president that. Did, did yes. you look to that state president for some yes, help? Yes, and, yeah. He yeah. was the head of, of uh, LDS Family Services. Oh, wow. And the state president. And so I would go to him. I went to him for a lot of counseling. and So he could put on his therapist hat and his state president hat. He had it all. <laughs> he had it all. <laughs> he had He's, nine children. Oh, <laughs> wow. Know, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. 
And uh, then, so you moved on from that, and your how old was your uh, when you did get divorced? Your how old was your oldest? Mm, I think he was fourteen. Hmm. So I had little kids. Yeah, you, you still know, had he, a lot of mothering to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you survived. The, and the nice thing is, is that if you're going to get divorced, it's really a good idea if your ex husband has money. <laughs> so, so I didn't have Some to go to advice. work right away. Uh-huh. You know, I could stay home with my children and and juggle what I needed to juggle. Yeah. So when your uh, posterity, you know, thinks back or reads about the, those tough moments, like what what do you want them to know about those those tough things of going? And, you know, maybe they'll face a divorce. You know, in their future. That there's. N- if you don't have faith in God and that he has a plan, then you won't get through it. Yeah. But if you have trust in him, trust that, that there is a plan and that you're going to land on your feet, then you can do anything. Yeah. And if you don't have that trust, anything will take you out. Yeah. I just sort of look at everything in life as a make you or break you situation. It's either going to make you stronger or it's going to break you. Mm-hmm. And if you have Christ, it'll make you stronger. Yeah. Because he's the one. And that's what you always turn to is him, right? That's it. Nice. So um, any as far as those uh, years of, of being a mother, anything detail or thought that would be worth mentioning before we, before we miss it? <laughs> I just think, you know, I just found joy in being a mother. I really like, I like my children. You know, if if they were not my kids, I would choose them as friends. Oh, nice. Well, that's yeah, a special I, thought. They're, they're, and I have always enjoyed them, uh-huh. even when I didn't enjoy them. Yeah. <laughs> even in those <laughs> moments. I really still love them, even though they made you angry, <laughs> frustrated, right? Uh-huh. Um, so when did you, uh, when did you move to the Holiday 8th Ward? Well, in 2001. Mm-hmm. And um, where did you move from? I moved from the Cottonwood, big Cottonwood stake. Oh, nice. So not too far. S- no, just east, uh-huh. basically. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's been a good, a good move and a it's good It's been ward? a good move. Yeah. It's been a good move. Um, I know that the truth is, is that I'd made some really bad financial decisions Mm -hmm. and it was move or be homeless oh yeah so i sold my house for about as much as i could possibly get Uh and i bought this house for uh, you know it has sat here for quite a while and people were motivated Uh so i was able to in spite of myself end right side up yeah (laughs) (laughs) and you're still here I'm still here, and and you do not want to move. I don't want to move. Yeah, it's so you'd be here a while. Work. <laughs> yeah, though it's uh, you, you mentioned before we recorded that uh, more yard, more house than maybe you you would ideally like at this point in your life. I do. I'd like about half of all yeah. of it. <laughs> if I could chop the house in half and just have the front yard, uh-huh. that would be great. I bet the That's backyard is, is overwhelming. I just have to, every penny that I bring in, I have to hire somebody to take care of my yard because I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of work for sure. Um, 
What, so what in general, speaking in terms of the holiday eighth ward, what uh, how would you describe it? What stood out that, that you've really appreciated about the holiday eighth ward? You know what? People come into this ward and they say, this is the best ward I've ever lived in. And that's not true for me. Uh-huh. Because I've never lived in a ward that wasn't the best ward I've ever lived in. <laughs> it seems to be wherever you're living. Yes, yes. But really, I think the thing I, one of the things I like about this ward especially is that it's it's uh, diverse as far as age range. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of little kids and a lot of older people. Yeah. And it's a good good mix, right? It is. It's a really good mix. That's awesome. So anything from your list and your preparation that, we, that we've that we missed? I want to make sure if we get it all. Oh, we got it all. Did you? Do we? Good. Well, really I have one did. more question for you. Okay. Then. So let's say we get in a time machine. We go 100 years into the future. Oh, that's right. That was one of your questions. Right. <laughs> and we, we talk with your grandkids, great-grandkids, whatever, whoever is there mm-hmm. in 100 years. Uh, what What's the general message the most important uh, advice or a message that you could relate to them? Enjoy life. Make the best of it no matter what happens. And keep your testimony strong. <laughs>